Welcome to episode 32 of the Forward from 50 podcast, where we interview people over 50 who are pursuing new direction for their lives. It's an opportunity for men and women to tell their stories, their way, in their own words. I'm Greg Gerber, the founder of Forward from 50 and your host for today's show. We all have neighbors, but if you're like me, you don't know many of them at all. Today, I'll be speaking with a man from West Virginia who is making it his mission to remind people about the importance of being good neighbors. Tony Slayball lives in the small town of Burnsville, West Virginia, where he manages a construction division for Modular Home Builder. Construction is something he's done most of his life, starting when he and his wife lived in Florida. But even as young as 35, Tony realized he was on a treadmill just to get through life. So he and his wife decided to sell everything and move north to get away from hurricanes, lizards, and fire ants. He continued his passion for gardening, but in an even bigger way with a much larger plot of land. As Tony approached his 50th birthday, he knew he wanted to start giving back by sharing things he has learned over the years. So he started a podcast that has nothing to do with his career or his gardening hobby. He read or listened to so many self-improvement books that Tony wanted to share his perspective about what he learned with others. So he started a podcast focused on building stronger relationships. He named it Hello Good Neighbor in honor of a next-door neighbor who would greet him that way whenever they met at the fence dividing their two properties. Tony may share a theme from a self-help book or discuss a Bible verse. He really wants to share stories about life, interacting with people you come home to, and what you do to unload and unwind. Hello, Good Neighbor is a soliloquy of one where Tony talks about whatever is on his mind. Could be a movie he just saw, as well as everyday things he encounters. To tell us more about how he came up with the idea and how his podcast is changing the lives of his listeners, please welcome Tony Slaybaugh, the founder of Hello, Good Neighbor, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Tony. I really appreciate your time. Tell us a little bit about you, like where you are right now. I am in central West Virginia and a small town of Burnsville, and there's around 500 people in the city limits, and we live just outside of there. And we moved here about 17 years ago. When I say we, that's my wife and I. And originally, I was from Florida. I'm a Florida native, and she's from Texas. We grew pretty much everything we could down there. I enjoyed riding around a the lawnmower and pulling leaves off of trees and bushes and cherries and bananas, you name it. And we've just always had a gardening lifestyle and yet we wanted to grow more. We wanted to grow some different things and move to the mountains where we had some green acres and elbow root and be able to plant, plant some trees. The cl- that, That's what we wanted to do. Climate's a little nicer in West Virginia too, isn't it? It is. We were looking at we had, I, I always say we had a three ring binder full of gardening zones and places to go. And the key elements were no hurricanes, no lizards, no fire ants, and very minimal tornadoes, if possible. Uh-huh. So we ruled out where the family lives in Indiana, in Texas, and we found ourselves in central West Virginia. It's, it's almost heaven, as they say. <laughs> People don't understand what fire ants are until they go down to Texas and they encounter them. Then they'll never forget. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Super. I I understand you have a full-time job right now. Uh, I do. What do you do? I'm in construction. I actually uh, currently manage the construction division 
for a modular home company, and it's something different. Um, I've been with him almost two years, and with that said, I've been in construction my entire business career. I have done some retail as well, but currently running the foundation, utilities, porches, garage decks, all the extras that somebody wants to make a house their home. That's what I oversee. Okay. And by modular housing, are we talking manufactured homes as in the, what people would commonly say mobile homes, although they're not very mobile, are they? Oh my goodness. They are mobile in order to get them to the properties. And there are some properties that we actually turn down. We do site visits ahead of time. And sometimes here in West Virginia, we just cannot get the home that the customer is looking at. We cannot get that out onto a property. The, the difference between the manufactured home and then the modular, the modulars are built like a traditional home, but they're built off site and they do come in units. Uh, what we oftentimes refer to in the industry as boxes. And so those boxes go down the road and they look like a very nice large home wrapped up in white plastic very often. The ones that you see that are just single wides or maybe what folks refer to as a double wide, those might have plastic on one end or another, but you usually see half the house. When it's a modular, you may not know what's underneath all the plastic but you can be sure that it's going to be a home for someone. And they could be two, 3,000 square feet. They do come in all sizes and have many options. It is a neat way to build a house when you think about it. Because um, it is. I had an uncle who was a manufactured housing business owner in Illinois, and he would talk about people complain, or people would often complain about the construction of modular homes. And he's, I'll tell you what, next time you go buy an RV or want to buy an automobile, have the parts store deliver all the parts and I'll build it in your driveway and we'll see how it works out for you. <laughs> and right. so having those factory built homes is neat, very sound construction in that regard. How'd you get into that particular industry? With that industry, just a quick background. I was a licensed building contractor in Florida and I could build anything like commercial or up to three stories. And we had a good business down there. When I moved to West Virginia, we wanted to slow down. I was only 30, felt as though I was running hard, and I wanted to spend more time at home, Greg. With my wife, I wanted to be able to spend time at home. And with that, I found a log home company that I was able to latch onto and join and add my brain juice to them. And along the way, of course, I learned things as well, and it was always something I don't like to say I'm just a handyman, but I do like to build. I like to create. I like to work with things, shape things, whether it be something small and in intricate, all the way up to the building of houses. Two years ago, I was 50. I'm now 52. And as I was 50, there were some changes going on with the company that I worked for. And that was still within the construction industry little bit different. We were doing a lot of uh, foundation repairs and remodeling, things of that nature. But uh, there were some changes going on in the business that I just was not aligning with anymore. And there, there's a saying out there that if I get to be me, I belong. If I have to fit in, or if I have to be like you, then I'm fitting in. And at that point, things were changing. 
and I didn't want to fit in with what was going on. I provided the owners of the company with a two-day notice. And that is very unlikely because today was the day, not this day as I'm speaking, two years ago. And they actually were very gracious in that. They knew that we were going through some changes that I wanted to be able to eventually work from home. And so we had a great manager's meeting where we pulled everybody in. We all had a great conversation. That was going to be my last day. And I decided to essentially open the door and step through so that I would either step on something solid or I'd learn to fly. And I took two months off to help my father-in-law with a workshop that we had been building. And I just hadn't had time. And one of the things my wife said is, while you're home, just once a week, look at the ads, look and see what's out there. And so I did that faithfully over the course of two months. And I actually, there was a gentleman that I used to go to church with. We were on the board together and I knew very well. And he was advertising for the modular company that I'm now with. And I just sent him a text. I said, are you, are you still up there? And he said, are you available? And I said, yeah. And we got to talking. I went up and had a meeting for, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours. And then within a couple of days, I met with the owner and faith, values, business values. I could see where they were at as a company the last eight years of my training in the business that I had just left prepared me to come on board in this company. And I could see where they were heading. And they were at the very beginning of where some businesses are, even though they had been in business since 1986 and were, were doing very well. I saw some of the items that they were implementing as far as systems and procedures in order to make for a better home, a better customer experience. And I wanted to be a part of that. And so I spoke with them and the owner asked me, he said, so you've got a good track record and you did your business for well over 10 years. And you were with the log home company for seven plus years. And now with the other company for eight years, how, how long can I expect you to be here? What are your goals? And being 50, of course, that's a valid question going into a new business. And I said, Chris, I said, 10 years from now, I plan on being at home, maybe with a napkin over my arm, serving at our restaurant, helping my wife, we're building things in the workshop and putting them up for sale. And he said, okay. And I said, five years from now, I'll probably be at home and I'll have a napkin over my arm and I'll be serving at the restaurant and maybe doing something else, a little bit of nursery business on the side, something there at the house. He said, okay. And I said, three years, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you right now. I wouldn't waste your time. And he said, I can appreciate that. So what you're saying at this point in your life, you'll give me a good three to five years. And I said, yes. And he said, basically, welcome aboard. What's well, nice that you were upfront and honest with them. About, well, yeah. That's fair. That's very fair. 
And I, I felt that way. I wasn't rushing myself into a new position. The gentleman that I knew from, from church and previous, actually previous business, even before he knew of my background, management, sales, management, production, having my own business. He had owned his own business before. It's getting the right people in the right chairs. And at that point, they'd even have a chair for me. So I went to work in the field and actually see what they actually did because I had never been in that type of business before. And so, so now here I am running one of their departments. Do you have to go into a factory or to an office or do you work from home? I do go into an office. And so I have a commute that's about an hour long every day. And interesting that you ask that because having been through so many different sales training programs and just, how can you say, self-development for business environment, I, I love to listen to books. I love to listen to podcasts. And so that hour is my optional time. That is when I have time. I could just listen to the radio like I did when I was younger, even 10 years ago. But anymore, I am working on myself so that I can help the customers better, help my family better. And also sometimes it's just for spiritual reflection where I'm able to listen to devotions or sermons, things of that nature. And so I use that hour of commuting both ways in that fashion. A lot of people, John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, have always talked about turning your car into a university and just learning yes. as much as you can. And why not? You're captive for 30 minutes each direction. Why not learn something new? And this, something I know we're going to talk about is the fact that I have a podcast as well. And that all occurred in that 2020 realm, not because of the changes in the world, but because I was working on some things myself and I was actually working on a book, Greg, in the fall of 2019. And I was being so distracted by thoughts and concepts and everything going into this book that I was working on that I stepped aside step down from certain obligations, certain volunteer things that I was doing. And so I was 49 at that point and 48 actually. And then the spring of 2020 came around and the world changed a little bit, if we all remember that time frame. And yet our business being in construction, we were still full bore. We were essential. We were still doing everything we needed to. But when I would get home, when I would commute, even from that vocation at that time, I was just constantly thinking of how am I going to take my first 50 years and turn them into something different and get to where I'm at home? Because when we moved here 17 years ago, we were at the cusp of when YouTube started. That was 2006 we would have been one of those viral people at the very beginning had we documented with video everything we were doing to this property that we've now developed. And even though I have background in film and video from college, it didn't click in my mind to actually do that because I was trying to slow down. I wasn't trying to be out there. And call it 15 years later, I was now having this epiphany of, 
I actually need to start giving back in a different way than I had been. And then I started the podcast, came upon a group and started the podcast that I now have. And I'm doing that with my full-time profession. And it has really nothing to do with what I do during my day job. I liked how you had put that uh, about writing your book, how you had to turn down some of the activities that you were involved in for a long time. Because I've heard that from other people as well, that you have to say no to a lot of great things in order to do one outstanding thing. The one thing that, well, you really want to put your attention and your effort into, otherwise you are distracted. You're following all the rabbit trails and shiny objects around you. And so that's very good advice. So this Hello Good Neighbor podcast, how did that come about? Back at that time, again, and it's interesting you use the word outstanding. The book I was writing at that point, I still, it is outstanding as in, I haven't finished it. I thought I was going to finish it in the two months that I was off. But then I realized there's actually another chapter and that's what I was stepping into where I'm at now. But back in that time frame, when I was having some issues at work and it was interpersonal. And uh, for those watching the podcast, you might see some of my expressions, some of my furling, because I'm very intense. Somebody once said that you are very studious. And I was like, okay, thank you. But I'm in, I'm intense when I talk and the feelings come through my face, but it doesn't always look like a pleasant look because I'm thinking about what I'm saying. And at the time I was having some issues, so to speak, where I was not coming across as friendly as I could have been. And so I was still working at that company, but when the thought of a podcast come up and we were brainstorming different ideas, I was in a group of about 46 people. And I think there's really about 18 of us that have gone on consistently from the original group. But when I got into that, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do this thing where people are not going, how, how could I say, I'm going to have discussions about the commute and how it's changing. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about that. It'll be business related. And that's what I'm going to do. But over the course of all of our weekly sessions, people kept saying, Tony, you need to talk about this other thing. And then I was on a hot seat one night. There was just a few of us and a couple of the, several of the ladies just pigeonholed me and started asking questions. And I said, yeah, I, I do have this relationship thing that I'm trying to work on and be better at. And at that point, I brought up a conversation I had with a next door neighbor when we moved here to West Virginia. And it was a couple days in, I believe, to us moving here. And there was a fence out between us. He had horses and we live in farm country. And he walked over and I walked over and he just said, hello, good neighbor. And I just said, hello. And I said, I really like that. I said, where's that come from? And he said, well, that came from a gentleman that used to greet them when they were kids growing up in Pennsylvania. And so that story, I shared that with the group and they're like, you need to talk about relationships. You need to work on this. You don't have to call it a therapy session, but it'll be good for you. 
even if it's not the business thing that you want to do, even if it has nothing to do with construction, this is where you're at right now. And this is how you need to communicate to the world. And so I took that concept of hello, good neighbor, and taking scripture from the Bible, Leviticus and Matthew, where it talks about doing unto others as you would to yourself. And I'm a couple years in now. I have 29 episodes. So you could say I haven't always been consistent with uploading episodes, but there's stories about life. There's stories about the person you come home to, how you interact with them. Do you unload? Do you smile? Do you, how, how do you treat the fur babies, the children, those people that you meet? How do you treat the people at work? How do you treat the person that you're about to meet? When you're going through the office and you have a meeting and you open that door, how are you going to present yourself? Not as a false presentation, but how can you do something for the individual you're about to meet? That's so it's what, about relationships. Yeah. yeah, that's what I really like about your podcast because it's a reminder of how to be a good person because we are taught differently now with social media where it's all about us and we've got to promote ourselves and get whatever we can get and get as much as we can, et cetera, et cetera. And then your podcast is talking about relationships, how to be that good neighbor, the one that is supportive of other people and encouraging to others and loving to others. And I just, I really appreciate that kind of uh, message. Well, thank you, Greg. I, I know that you have listened to the podcast. You have brought that up to me before, and I appreciate that. There's times when it's just simple stories, things that happen at work. I had one where we saw a movie that weekend, and one of the characters in the movie talked to themselves. At work, I had an individual that routinely talked to themselves, and not just the work I'm currently at, but over the years, several workplaces. And then I can actually say and admit on the podcast that I've talked to myself. I think everybody has a little bit, but that one was called a soliloquy of one. And I take just everyday things like that, put them out on the podcast. And great. It's so interesting when people come up to me and they say, did you write that about me? And I say you and half a dozen other people. <laughs> and they're like, Really? You mean other people do what I do? And I'm like, of course. That's but right. you saw yourself there, didn't you? You related to it. And that's what I try to do is bring relatable con content to the audience that's out there. I, However, I like that idea of talking to yourself as well, because how you talk to yourself really influences the direction of your future. Because if you think that you are a good person and that you have good ideas and things like that, you are more likely to act on that. But if you think you're a, a scumbag who's a loser or whatever, and you talk to yourself in that regard, it just builds upon that. And pretty soon you're a loser or a scumbag. Yeah. We all have personality traits uh, that we've been born and raised with. Our environments have shaped us. Events have shaped us. I know that. And I've gone through some of the episodes where I discuss some tough items as well. It's not all about the good things that happen. Because sometimes as I'm going through an episode, I'll say, 
here's the good thing. Here's the good thing. Here's the good thing. If you identify with the good thing, great. But I realize that you might be on the other side and you may be in need of this good thing. If you're in need of it, reach out to somebody because somebody has been in your shoes. Somebody's been there. All the emotions that this human experience allows us to have, everybody has that capacity. Even those who may be in in some way, shape, or form, there are countless stories of individuals that are not able to communicate as you and I are right now. And yet, when some new technology comes around and maybe they're able to partake of it or be a part of that, that trial group, and it makes a difference in their lives, at that point, they just start talking about everything. And so often, individuals who may have not been able to speak or hear before, they are able to communicate with the world and say, I heard everything that was ever said to me for all those years, and I choose to move forward. And wow, Mm -hmm. from 50, just imagine a life-changing moment like that where people want to move forward. For me to leave a career of eight years where I was at the top of the food chain there and there was only one role left for me to move up to and it hadn't been developed yet. And I chose to step outside of that and see what was next. And so whatever age you are, you have the opportunity, especially in today's today's society, maybe not the society that you're listening to if you're overseas or in a third world or somewhere that's not as blessed as America or a first world nation. But we have the choices that we can make and how we view each and every day. I really like what you were saying there, Greg, as far as it it is how we speak to ourselves. I am an optimist. Mm -hmm. I may have a look on my face at times where I'm trying to contemplate and figure things out, but I'm still positive about what lies on the other side of that. Let's figure this out. It's not always about just fixing something. It's let's figure this out. How do we communicate better? How do we move forward? Because I want you to succeed. Greg, I want you to succeed. Everybody listening. Thank take you. time. Yeah. 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 Take time to look for opportunities to grow. I understand that you had an interesting conversation with a centurion a couple of uh, months ago. Oh, goodness. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. Year, years ago, one of one of my customers that I had been working for, I was doing some painting down in Florida for him. And it was the last day of the work schedule. And I was wrapping things up and he came out and he would check on me every day and he came out. And I came to the back where I was working and we were just chatting and he was making sure the invoice and check and everything was going to be taken care of for me. And I said, that's good. That's fine. And he said, today I turned a hundred. And I said, really? I said, that is amazing. And he said to me, he looked at me and he said, no, I'd rather be 70. And I have held on to that. Since I was, I don't know, 28 when I heard it, and I've held on to that. Isn't that a perspective we should all share? 
It sure is, because a lot of people think that their life is over when they get to 60. And here's a guy who wants to be back, oh, who's 100, who wants to go back 30 years so he could relive that 30-year period. <laughs> so many people would say, oh, I'd rather be 18. No, I'd rather be maybe 24 when I graduated college or 28 or 30 or 50 when I could run a marathon or what. No, he was 100 years old. The caretakers took away his driver's license when he was 99, not by any accident, but his eyesight was getting a little tougher, but he would have rather been 70. So something in his life at that point was still where he said, I can achieve. Mm. And so here I am, I'm 52 now. I said it over and over when I turned 50, not and this is before you and I met, but 50 is a milestone. I think most people out there would recognize that. But I just said, I still have half my life ahead of me. And on our groom's cake, my groom's cake, when we got married, my wife and I have been married for 28 years. And on my groom's cake, I had Jiminy Cricket on there, a little pewter Jiminy Cricket, because my little motto at the time was, I'm no fool, no siree. I'm going to live till I'm 93 and I play safe for you and me. And so I've always felt as though I'm just going to keep moving forward. And so the things that happen in life, when they happen, they will. And I'm not, I'm not oblivious to humanity, but, and I know I'm not the Superman that I used to be. However, I'm still going to keep moving forward and doing the things that I enjoy and this transition right now, whether it's three years, five years, or 10 years, great. I don't know when I'm going to leave my current position. I have nothing in my head other than when my wife and I feel as though it's time to come home. And she is home. She is working full-time on the farm. And we do have a small farm business that's growing. And we want it to continue to grow. But when it's time, I'll come home. Otherwise, I'll just keep moving forward. Do you have any regrets or is there anything you would do differently uh, if you had to start over again? No, and I'm not a person of regrets. Naturally in life, we've all done things that where we could say we've fallen short. But curiously enough, when we were in Florida, I was the president or has to be the president and voted in of a local water gardening club, the largest on the West Coast of Florida at the time. And and as the president, we had a newsletter, and so I had a column. Now I'm going to be writing for the column. Great. I've not done this really before. And my column, the title was called No Regrets. But the R was lowercase, and the E was capital. Because when you're in the water gardening world with koi, egrets, and heron, are just the bane of your existence. And so my, my, our, the newsletter was called Pond Droppings. And so my article, my, my title, ed editorial president's letter, whatever, it was called No Regrets. It was a capital E. And it was just a play on words. But even way back when, back at that point, I was a person that said, if I do something in life that disappoints myself or others or my faith, my God that I serve. I know that there's hope and there's a future and I will do what I can to make amends 
because I'm human, but I want to do better. I want to be a good neighbor. I didn't say that back at the time, but that's the essence of it. And I just, I don't believe in regrets. It's different, but something else that I look at is from a time perspective is life's too short to play solitaire. I, I don't know how to play solitaire. I've never, I've seen people play solitaire. I have no idea what they're doing. And I realize it, it, it's good to keep your mind going with different Sudoku and all the other ones um, are out there. And I have my own mental exercises. But to me, there's some things that are just short, too short to do. And it's too short to have regrets. I, I think we just need to be able to look at the challenge, the process, and and try to keep putting ourselves out there in service of others. That's how I feel. We are here to serve others. And the more we do of that, the better off life is. I would agree with that. That's an excellent point to make. Now, you had mentioned uh, earlier on that you might be working in a restaurant someday. Is that right? Is that one of your goals? So we have a small farm and we actually own property on both sides of the river. And we were looking at something rural, but something with water, something where we could have commercial value. And so we do own a piece of property that is road frontage. There's a couple old buildings there. One of them will repurpose and then the other will use some of the building products for other various things. So my wife and I, with the farm that we have, it's called, may I share that? Yes. As well, great. In the Nook Farm, and we're in central West Virginia. So in the Nook Farm. And so my wife is on Facebook. Instagram, she takes care of all of that. We are wanting to grow into an agritourism business. Uh, my wife has done quite a few uh, seminars, speaking engagements, which we used to do in Florida. We just took quite a few years off until as we were building the bones of the property. And so we're getting to the point where we're saying, my goodness, we've been doing these things all this time. And yeah, we haven't been putting ourselves out there in that fashion. And it's probably time that we do more of that again. And we would like to have a restaurant, whether it's a deli, a tea house. We do make teas here as well. And a gallery. I, I said, if I had a little Vespa or a little mini or something, just a little Ford Transit micro van that I'll get up four o'clock in the morning bake some rolls of bread and other pastries and take them to the 400 plus people in Burnsville. And if that's our community and that's how we serve, now, there are a lot of people that have enjoyed life doing that. And if that or some variation is something that she and I get to do for the next half of our lives, then that's what we're working towards. Do you have any advice for people over 50 to either help them identify or pursue their passions? If you don't know what to do, start by giving, give, serve. If you're at a transition moment and you are saying, what am I to do with my life? Think about an act of service. And I don't say that just to better yourself or to feel good about yourself. In those times when we give and give of ourselves, whether it be through a local charity Salvation Army, or even the library, going and helping and read for children, 
there's so many things that people can do to serve. And if you just type in internet search for your area, your zip code and say volunteers needed, you will be able to find something in it. May, I'm not talking about something that would be long-term, but by going out and serving in a different way than you had been, you will learn something about yourselves. You'll will definitely learn more about others and appreciation for others. And whether it's two days, two weeks, or 10 years later, you're going to have something, a, a mind shift that is going to help propel you to the next stage. Start by giving. If you're 50 or whatever age you are, and you feel as though a life change is happening, don't sit at home. Don't just watch the TV. Don't get lost in nothingness or busyness. Go out and serve in some way. And I think that's really a great high opener for people to be able to find what their next great thing is going to be. We all have something that's next. I don't believe there's one thing for each individual for their entire lives. We all have seasons. The seasons were put here on earth and they relate to our lives as well. And going into what some might describe in our 50s as that late summer or midsummer going into fall. Fall is beautiful, isn't it? In the wintertime, it's so refreshing, but there's always hope for what's to come. That's excellent. I really appreciate that, Tony. How, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to connect with you? I do have an email that is simply Tony, that's T-O-N-Y, Tony at HelloGoodNeighbor.com. I also, through the podcast, and I have a second podcast as well that was spurred on by support from others. That is called Good Night, Good Neighbor. And with both of those podcasts, there's there's a way that people can share, and that is through a website called Buy Me a Coffee. And even though I'm a tea drinker, and I've only had eight cups of coffee in my life that I'm aware of, the website is buymeacoffee.com backslash good neighbor. And you'll be able to find, find me there. You'll be able to leave feedback. Our podcast, both of those, they can be found on Spotify, on Google, Apple, pretty much most any podcast player out there. If you type in or look in, hello, good neighbor, and you see just this kind of whimsical, smiley font with a little pineapple, then you'll see the Hello Good Neighbor logo. Good night, Good Neighbor looks very similar. And that one is a little more stories for after the day. Maybe whatever your day length is, you may work overnight and sleep during the daytime. But with that in mind, that is about stories of how to wind down, cast off the cares of the world, and just listen to a simple story. And so that's how people can find me. Super. I'll be sure to link to those in the show notes. But I really appreciate your time today, Tony. This has been interesting. I'm glad to have talked to you about it. And it sounds like your life is going in a interesting and new direction after turning 50. But the best is yet to come. It looks like you have so many opportunities and so many possible directions to take your life. 
it's neat to see somebody so excited about the future. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for allowing me to come on and share. I enjoy this. I think as just a podcast staff, I probably spoke more than maybe some of your guests, but at, at any rate, you get me going about this and or let me go. You were very gracious. You let me go. <laughs> and I appreciate it. And I hope that your listeners and viewers will find something in our time together so that they can move forward as well. I'm a big fan of Tony Slaybaugh, the host of Hello, Good Neighbor podcast and its sister podcast, Good Night, Good Neighbor. He is showing how people over 50 can make an impact on the world around them by simply sharing wisdom accumulated through a lifetime of learning and hard-earned lessons. Many of the stories Tony describes in his shows are simply everyday situations that people encounter. The issues are so common that people often ask Tony if he was talking about them on his show, to which Tony responds, you and a half dozen other people I know. He knows people often struggle with the same pain in their life, so he wants to reassure them that they are not alone and that others have already emerged from similar circumstances. Many people have life-changing moments when they have to leave a career, a community, or a relationship and simply start over. But all of us can make choices every day that can have a profound impact on another person. Tony recalls complimenting a client who had just turned 100 and marveling at the achievement. But the older man admitted that he would rather be 70. It was a perspective that Tony has always remembered. Many people wish I could go back in time to be 18 or even 24 when they graduated from college, but the centurion wanted to relive the years from age 70 to 100. There was something in his life at that point, age 70, that he still thought he could achieve. Tony was 52 at the time and realized he had half his life still ahead of him. During the interview, Tony said, because I am human, I want to do better. I want to be a good neighbor, so I don't believe in regrets. Life is too short to play solitaire or entertain regrets. We just need to put ourselves out there to serve others. The more we do that, the better life is. I agree, which is why I liked his advice to do just an internet search for volunteer opportunities in your zip code if you're trying to find a purpose for your life. Whether it's two days, two weeks, or a year later, you're going to have a mind shift that will propel you to the next stage of your life. Tony encouraged people of any age, especially those over 50, to not sit home and just watch TV or get lost in nothingness and busyness. Go out and serve in some way. That's excellent advice. He also noted that people over 50 often refer to their lives as being late summer or early fall. Yet Tony reminded us that fall is a beautiful season and wintertime is very refreshing as well. So there is always hope for what is to come. To connect with Tony, visit www.hellogoodneighbor.com. That's all I have for this week's show. If you'd like help in identifying a purpose for your life or to get help planning your next steps, I'm offering a complimentary brainstorming session to members of the Forward from 50 Facebook community. For details, connect with me on Facebook or visit www.forwardfrom50.com. I'll have another inspirational interview on the next episode of the Forward from 50 podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you like this show, please consider leaving a review wherever you download the episodes.